Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the One Shop Movement Podcast, where we dive deep into the stories of entrepreneurs, business people, anyone that's out there making it happen. And today we are with Gerard Adams, who is an entrepreneur that I've been following for a very, very long time. In fact, he inspires me to do what I do, and um, I've uh, recently partnered with him in his mastermind group, where there's around 20 to 30 amazing entrepreneurs from around the world connecting on a weekly basis and uh, led by Gerard and really working on conscious entrepreneurship. Uh, I invited him on the show because he's got so much wisdom. He's built uh, two eight-figure businesses, one that he sold for $50 million elite daily. He'll tell you a bit about that in his story. He's uh, He calls, he's, he's been on three mountains on his journey. He created a show, which is where I started following him, called Leaders Create Leaders, and that there is interviewing the best entrepreneurs in the world in a show. Um, truly an amazing show, in fact, uh, and now he's on a more spiritual entrepreneurship journey. So sit back and enjoy this week's episode with Gerard Adams. Okay, everybody, welcome to this week's episode of the One Shop Movement Podcast, where we dive deep into the stories of entrepreneurs, business people, just anyone that's out there making it happen. And today, I'm very, very excited. We are with Gerard Adams. I've known Gerard now for probably three or four years. I've been following his journey, and he's certainly someone that's inspired me to do what I do. Um, And I'm just excited to have him on the show today. Uh, He's been in business for a long time. He actually I guess made his name when he sold Elite Daily for $50 million. He's built multiple eight-figure businesses. He calls himself a super connector, and I can see why. When he launched his Leaders Create Leaders show, which is where I really started following him, he's interviewed all the most inspiring and amazing, uh, uh, I guess, entrepreneurs of a modern era, the likes of Jay Shetty, um, Aubrey Marcus, you name it, we'll talk about that show. So welcome to the show, Gerard Adams. Woo, let's go, Craig. Thank you so much for a powerful introduction. And it's been an honor to get to know you. And what's up to the One Shot Movement tribe out here? Thank you guys for taking a moment to be present with me and and the connect. I'm looking forward to connecting more with the community and, and doing this podcast. Great. And I always like to get you to fill out the story. I, I always try and edify people in, but get to know Gerard Adams. You know, he's such an inspiring person for me. Like I've just walla- watched his journey and he's given me incredible inspiration. And I've recently joined him on his journey in a mastermind with a group of, you know, 20 to 30 like-minded, light-hearted entrepreneurs. And I've been working with him every week for the last, um, you know, I guess two or three months, and he's someone that's uh, deep wisdom, incredible uh, storyteller, and I'd love you just to fill out your story and to where you are today. Yeah, wow, it's a it's been a long one, so I will try to just go through the leader's story, which is a framework, a lot of a framework that I teach a lot of clients, and um, you know, it it really begins with. Me, I always give credit first and foremost to the first mentors in my life, which I know not everybody has, which is my mother and my father. My parents immigrated and, and I come from a heritage that, that immigrated into America. And um, I just owe so much to my ancestors, to my grandparents, to my parents who who gave this opportunity to me. 
And my mother immigrated from Colombia, a place called Cali. I'm a Latino on that side. And on my dad's side, he's Italian and British. That's where the Adams comes from. And they came in from Ellis Island, from a little village in Avellino, Italy. Um, both sides were like farmers and before coming here. And um, I grew up seeing my mother and my father work tirelessly to provide for my family. And I, uh, my mother had told me stories as well that really inspired me at a young age where my mom literally was teaching English in a school for people who spoke Spanish at like something insane, like kind of like 10 years old. And she, she was the oldest of a family of, uh, of, of four. She was the fifth. And um, they actually had a, an apartment here in Jersey City, New Jersey, that caught on fire and they lost. They literally came here with nothing, right, from Colombia. And then whatever they did have was in this like, one-bedroom apartment in Jersey City and it caught on fire. And my parents, my, my grandparents and my mother, they, got, they were able to survive. Uh, but they lost literally everything. So coming here with nothing, trying to build up a life and then fire takes out everything. And that always really inspired me that to, to just be grateful for what I do have. And, um, and, and that like anything is possible if my mother was able to overcome a lot of the hardships that she was able to go through. And then she worked six, seven days a week um, at a local supermarket. And as a young boy growing up, I saw my mother knee pain, back pain, just hustling. And then my dad, you know, he was uh, working at a company called Prudential. Um, and he was a businessman, really inspired me to get involved into business, but they both just worked as a team and uh, just really worked hard to provide for me and two sisters, two, my two sisters. And uh, I was like different growing up. I, I, really wasn't the street, the, the, the school smart kid. I was a street smart kid. I got involved in the wrong things. I ended up being a rebel selling weed growing up. And uh, now it's like legalized everywhere. But growing up, I ended up getting arrested, getting into fights, getting into a gang. Um, and just school wasn't for me. I didn't feel I belonged. And I really wanted to make my parents proud, but it just school really didn't fit for me. So I, I tried to go to college and first semester, I was like, this, this feels like a big business for me. And I want to learn about business. So I took a shot and my one shot to drop out of college and took that shot and looked for mentors in my life. And that's like the one thing that's really gotten me to where I am today. My first being my parents inspiring me about work ethic and instilling in me my core values. And then once I dropped out of college, I found another mentor named John who taught me about the stock market. And I started learning about how to read an income statement, how to read a balance sheet, what made companies successful in Wall Street. And this was the beginning of like understanding the internet and how I can build internet businesses. So I built my first platform called StockSpot, which was a platform for, that I wanted to create to solve my own problem, which was finding people that were passionate about stocks and and um, it was uh, color coordinated. Every member got one to five stars color coordinated. And that became my first like entrepreneurial venture that got 10,000 members. And then all of a sudden I had these companies reaching out to me saying, hey, how do we get on your website? And I didn't even know it was going to become a business uh, <laughs> to help create awareness and advertising for these publicly traded companies. But it, it quickly um, became that I ended up learning that I could be, tell stories online. And uh, I had a really a unique 
um, way that I discovered this gift of telling stories on the internet, which is like, I had built that platform. And then here I am, I have 10,000 members, just everyone has this four stars, three stars, five stars for me to be able to find people that were good at picking stocks. That leads me to companies reaching out to me saying, how do we get on your website? How do we get a banner ad or whatever? And then this one CEO is like, hey, kid, like, do you even know the value of what you created? I want to meet you. So I went and met with him. He had a nanotechnology company that was reinventing the battery. And I remember meeting the CEO and I was like a kid. I was like 19 years old, no facial hair. And he was like, I'm going to teach you about investor relations and public relations if you can help to share my story on your website, and I'm going to teach you what it really means to, to do this for public com companies, because at that time, every company was, was doing road shows and like old school kind of um, de just demonstrations and press releases, but no one was like using social media or blogs or forums and just like using the internet to, to get awareness and find investors. So he mentored me, his name is Ron Durando, and I ended up building him to have the largest shareholder base out of any publicly traded stock. But this was a pivotal moment in my life. This is a moment where it led me to my first big failure. And that's why I believe failure is so important on your journey as an entrepreneur. And as I built that shareholder base, I told Ron, I said, let's do the first ever live demonstration of your product, the nano battery. So he's like, I think it's a great idea. You do everything. So I get 300 people to show up to this event. And I have investors in the room. I have Wired Magazine in the room. I have the biggest publications in the room, New York Times. And I go up there. It was the first time I had to do a public speech. And I remember being so nervous. And I go up there and I introduce myself. I'm Gerard Adams, Director of Investor Relations. And here's why I believe in this story and this company. And, and I introduced the, the CEO, Ron Durando, and the C. Um, SO, a chief scientist officer, Dr. Fred Allen. And they go up and they just go to show the nano battery to prove the concept. So on one, on the right and left side, they have a TV screen showing that no energy is being used. And that essentially when they hit this button, the battery will turn on and, and all of a sudden you'll see the energy and boom, like this bat nano battery works, right? And it's, what, it, what the concept was, was that it was an infinite shelf life battery, that it would not use energy until you had to use the battery. So I'm like, here's my moment. Here's like my breakthrough moment where this company is about to prove it. I saw it work in labs. They're going to raise tens of millions of dollars and I'm going to make a fortune and become a star in this uh, investor relations world. And what do you think happens? Ron hits that button. Dr. Fred Allen is up there. They go and show this concept and boom, what do you think happens, Greg? <laughs> it didn't work. It didn't work. It was the worst <laughs> moment of my life, man. I felt like the biggest failure in that moment. And uh, I'll never forget, like, the stock's tumbling. Everyone's asking questions. They're trying to fix this mistake and figure out what's going on. Um, and uh, I, I felt like the biggest failure. But a couple guys came up to me in that room and were like, hey, kid, I'm surprised you got me in the room. Here's my card. Call me. And the biggest mis failure in my life that at that moment became my biggest opportunity. And I ended up saying, you know what? They made a mistake. The management team, basically what happened is they crossed the leads, positive and negative, and they made their own stupid mistake by not preparing and testing. But I realized that I had a gift of getting 300 investors and media in that room. And I was like, I know that I have this gift of telling stories online. So it caused me to 
quit that company and start a agency to help tell companies stories online. And that ended up being the catalyst for me building my first eight figure company by 24. Um, and then having a, a moment in my life where I got out of that industry, I got out of wanting to do, to do, uh, tell those tell company stories anymore. I was like, I want to tell my own story and build my own and tell the story of my own company. And that led me to building a startup called elite daily to 200 employees, 80 million visitors. It was the largest millennial publication in the United States. And then I sold that to a billion dollar company. And I was my second eight figure company by 30 years old. Um, and, um, it's been just a wild journey. That was, you know, that was like the first chapter of my life, which I call the first mountain when we're after financial success and the hustle. And now I'm on the third mountain. The second mountain has been these last five years of finding purpose. I know we'll talk a little bit about that and what that's like. And that's when I built the movement leaders, create leaders. And now I'm on the third mountain, which is helping leaders that are out there that have had the financial success that have found purpose to really integrate harmony into their business and that match that hustle with harmony um, and create a movement of their own. Mm, very good. And yeah, as I said, uh, you've certainly inspired me for your journey and, and yeah, challenge and adversity is, is pivotal. And I've, I've certainly faced my challenges and adversities along the 20 year journey of entrepreneurship myself. I can take a lot out of your story there. Um, what was probably your feeling at the time of Elite Daily and, you know, that was, you know, your baby in a way and, and it really uh, catapulted your career again. Um, what was your feeling the day that you moved on from that company? Yeah, it was crazy because the whole world was like looking at me like I freaking, uh, like I did it, you know, my friends, my community, my family, um, the entrepreneur community, I think, was really rooting for me because I was like a rags to riches story. I, I was a you know come up kid, and like I told you earlier, like what, how I hustled to make it happen, and it was a dream come true. But what was really interesting is that externally, I was being looked at as having it all and making it and doing it, and and in one way financially, yes, I had you know the the largest wires, millions of dollars being wired to my account. But I internally was like spiritually bankrupt. See, I was used to two things. Like one, I was so addicted to the hustle that in, in, in the doing that I basically was working like 16 hour days minimum. So like it was like till I would be worked. I would work till three, four in the morning. I had terrible relationships. I had no real friends. I wasn't spending quality time with my family. I, my, me and my girlfriend had a terrible relationship that we ended up breaking up and, and it was like the most hurtful thing in my life. Um, just toxic relationship. And it was all because of me. It was, it was, I was constantly working and hustling. And my, the second thing was other than being burned out, I lost my identity. I was like, I, my baby was the daily. So I was known for that. And I didn't know who Gerard Adams was. I was so attached to that business, always hiding in the shadows behind that business that I was like, holy shit, now being in, in the spotlight, being asked to go and speak on stages all over the world. And I decided I had this moment where it was like, God was like, it's time for you to stop hiding in the shadows behind your company. And Elite Daily was a platform that gave a voice to a generation, but now you're meant to be the platform that gives a voice to a generation. So it was really like, I was very on one end depressed because I was like, who am I? I don't even know who I am. And then on the other end, I was like, not 
even though it looked like I had all had it all figured out, I had self-worth issues, imposter syndrome, because I was being asked to like now speak on stages. And, and I and I looked at social media and it was like, fuck, do I really want to be on social media and be looked at as one of these other influencers or like entrepreneurs? Like I'm a real businessman. And I I really struggled with sharing my story my story on social media. And uh, and also I was spiritually bankrupt. I lost, I had I, I didn't know who my friends were, wasn't connected to myself. So it was like a really interesting time where I had to like shift and really understand like, who am I and get to know myself and what do I stand for? What is truly my purpose? And how do I really want to stand forward and as a real thought leader and share my story with the world? And um, yeah, we'll talk a little bit more about that part of the journey in your third mountain, as you would call it, um, because I'm sort of working through some stuff with you there. But I want to start uh, focus on leaders create leaders, and I want to just make a point there of that moment in time when you can you should feel euphoric. Everyone goes, look, you've just made this incredible sale. I, I've sort of similarly moved on from a 12 year career owning multiple fitness clubs and franchises, and then moved on from that. And you know, it, it, there is an empty feeling sometimes even though there's, it should be a euphoric feeling, so I can totally relate there. So let's talk about Leaders Create Leaders. How did that start? Why did that start? And I want you to talk about, you know, some of the guests and, you know, you refer to yourself as a super connector and some of the people you've had on the show, like, you know, are, are quite inspiring leaders and I find the education you get out of that as well is something quite empowering too. So do you want to talk about Leaders Create Leaders? Sure. Yeah. So after I had that reflecting moment, introspective moment in my career where I had to like go within and realize that it's bigger than me and that my story is worthy and my identity doesn't need to be attached to any business. It could be a reflection of who I am and I could be the business. Gerard Adams could be the thing that I double down and bet on and and leverage what I've been through and, and actually inspire and teach others how they can do the same. So once I went through that process, I, I stepped into the second mountain. And in that second mountain, I said, well, what is the movement that I want to create that is a, that's, that's based off of who I am? And there was this quote that my father used to always say to me, and he just always would still, it's always about leadership. And he's like, leaders create leaders, not followers, um, was, a, was a quote that he would leave written for me in notes throughout my house. And um, he always talked to me about how a real leader is based on their character, not their reputation of who people think they are, but who they really truly are and how they make people feel. So I really just I decided I'm going to create a movement called Leaders Create Leaders, not followers, because that's we have a generation of people that are so focused on the followers that they don't know what it really truly means for them to be a leader and inspiring others to be the best version of themselves. And that was the, the beginning of like you know, a movement that I felt super passionate about. I asked my audience, I put up a poll on my Insta story and everyone was like, leaders create leaders. And, um, and then I was like, I just, what I realized about building a personal brand, which is what I'm really focused on helping others to create is it's really truly about relationships. Yes, you can build a seven figure, even eight figure business around your story, around your message, around your brand. 
But the most valuable thing that I've found is that it's about relationships and the connections that you create. And now I have connections with guys like you, Craig, high performers, Lewis Howes, Jay Shetty, Gary Vaynerchuk, just texting me back. I mean, think about how busy this guy is. He's texting me and Ed Milet is texting me. And I'm, and these are like friends. I'm like telling them about vulnerable shit that I'm going through and asking for advice and shooting the shit with them about sports and football and just things that like are cool and it's just I have these unbelievable conscious friends that are all elevating the planet serving their communities leading movements creating financial uh, abundance and, and wealth and impact at the highest levels and it's so amazing um, and it inspires me every day to keep going and uh so for me, the show was a catalyst to do two things, exactly what you said, which was one, learn, like, okay, how do I, how do I provide value to a building so I can build my audience and provide value to an audience that I want to create? How can I do that by leveraging other people's audiences? And then how can I learn from, go and interview the guys and women that I want to actually learn from that are doing it, that are succeeding at the highest level? And then on top of that, because I'm providing value to them, now I have relationships with these guys. So I, I do, and you have to nurture. It doesn't mean just because you interview someone, you're going to have a relationship with them. You have to nurture that relationship. I'm very thoughtful. I, I, before I do that interview, I'm, I'm researching things that no one else has asked them about their kid's softball game. You know, I'm afterwards making sure that I stay in touch with them. I, one of my good friends, Ed Milet, you guys may know him from Max Out. I knew that his father was ill. So I was for months making sure that I was texting him simply not to ask him for any jumping on my show or, you know, uh, to do anything, but just simply to say, hey, bro, I'm here for you. How you doing? How's dad? How you making out? You know, just know that I'm praying for you. I just want you to know I'm praying for you and your dad. It's things like that that make you build a real relationship once you connect with these people. You know, I'm sending gifts. I'm sending things to them. I'm you know, being very thoughtful. And that's how you really build an authentic relationship. And for me, it's been the greatest thing to do that show. I'm so grateful that I did it while I did too, because if you guys have never seen my show, it's, it's a docu-series. So it's, I'm literally flying at my own expense and I've been all over the world and I go all in kind of like MTV Cribs where I'm going in their house, I'm going into their office, I'm following them around like a reality TV show and I'm spending in a day immersing myself into how do they wake up? What do they do to be to optimize their energy? How do they how are they building their team? You know, how do they get customers? Like I really want to learn everything about them as a leader. And I'm glad I did it because after COVID, man, it's like it's been it's like well, I look back at the library on YouTube like it's and it's like a Netflix series, you know? I'm like it's cool that I was able to do that. And I'm looking forward to the world coming back around, but I'm really glad that I did it in this unique way, which has been harder to scale because with podcasts, you can like, you can quickly interview people, but there's something about video when you're actually spending the time and energy to go and meet with someone in their world that takes the relationship to a whole new level because they see the the effort and the energy you put in. Mm. No, totally. And I want to share something with you. You don't even know this, but uh, 
every year you obviously know my story a little bit about uh, Ethan and losing Ethan and um, every year on his birthday I write a tribute of the most powerful message that I learnt uh, in the year between and um, I share these in my book uh, You've Got One Shot but I the lesson I shared on the fourth birthday, maybe fourth or fifth birthday, was about love. And it was out of your conversation with Jay Shetty about love. And um, you don't know this, but, uh, yeah, that there was a really important uh, conversation that I heard between you and Jay Shetty that made an impact on me to write about that. And it's it's now in my book, actually, about love. Um, so you, you impact people when you don't even know it. So that's got to be, you know, really rewarding as well. And I, I love when people reach out to me and say, Craig, I love what you do. You know, I, I listen to all your podcasts and, you know, you have impact on people's lives. Uh, what would you say are the three most important things to share for your story? You know, you're a storyteller. Um, what would you say is really important? Well, I would say it's four. And the things that I would say is I call this the, you know, the leader's journey. And, and really it's, it's the struggle. It's the shadow. It's the shift. And it's the service. So the struggle, all of us have the hero's journey story where we've had our struggle, that moment where there's been something that's really big that's happened to you in your life that was a pivotal moment in your life. That was a huge uh, detrimental moment of obstacle, like Ethan, you know, losing Ethan for you. Um, many of you have had that, that moment in your life where you felt you were rock bottom. You, you lost it all. You had to quit your job. You, you know, something happened to a loved one. Um, you went broke and you were at rock bottom. You, you know, whatever that was for you, that rock bottom moment, man, like it's like owning that fully. And when you're fully vulnerable to like the deepest, deepest skeleton that you've been afraid to talk about in fear of what other people think, like that's the thing that's going to connect you to most of your audience. And that, and then it's like, what's the shadow I talk about a lot, shadow work and really talking about like, what are the aspects of you that you've been afraid to own in your life that now you can, you can look at and you've created awareness around. Um, and, uh, you know, that, that a lot of times that takes a lot of like deep introspection and spiritual work. For me, it's, for instance, like the worthiness, you know, like, am I worthy? Am I worthy of owning my story? Am I worthy of making millions of dollars? Am I worthy of, you know, the value that I, that I want to bring into my wife and the wealth that I want to create? And, and a lot of times it's, for me, it was self-love and, and worthiness and, you know, like owning some of those shadows and being able to talk a little bit about that because that's not you anymore. When you're able to talk about it, it no longer has power over you. And, and a lot of times the struggle, a lot of times like plays into the shadow. Like a lot of times, like we, we end up um, ha having it come, come through. Like for me, like one of the biggest struggles I talk about, and you sometimes you have a lot of different struggles. So there's a lot of different parts of you that you can share. And that's where you have fun with storytelling. But one of my struggles was my grandmother passed away of cancer. And because of that, she was the first person that believed in me. So my shadow became that I lost that self-worth because when my grandma died, I stopped believing in myself and I went down the wrong path. And I ended up 
having issues of like thinking, am I ever going to be successful? Am I going to amount to anything in life? And I had this shadow follow me. And then I had to make the shift. There's the shift, right? So what was the shift that happened in your life? And the shift was when you finally took responsibility, you took ownership and you did something radical. You know, for me, I'll never forget. It was going to meet Tony Robbins. And I got gifted front row tickets from a guy who was partners with Tony. And I met Tony and his quote, success without fulfillment was the ultimate failure. I made a shift because of that, that quote and, and meeting him and hearing that. And I've had different shifts in my life. Another shift in my life was when I went to Peru and I went to Costa Rica and I did an ayahuasca ceremony. I've talked about that. Another shift was when my mother sat me down and I lost everything. I've lost millions of dollars and I had to bounce back right before I started Elite Daily. My mom, then that was the moment my mom told me the story of they caught, they had growing up and having a fire, lose everything. And then she immigrated here. She had nothing and she was stuck in the rain and she had to go and get a job on Canal Street in New York to make a little bit of extra money at 15 years old to help put food on the table for her, for her brothers and sisters, my uncles and aunts. And then that inspiration of if, if you lose everything, they'll never take away your heart. They'll never take away your will. And that inspired me to go and start Elite Daily. So I've had many different moments, whether it was someone who said something to me, whether it was a spiritual transformation, something that happened that shifted me, and then service. What was the moment where you decided to step into service? You stepped into your purpose, your mission in life to serve others, because that's why we're all here. We're all here to serve, you know, and that is, is what I really believe is that we're creators in service to others and, and you have a gift inside of you and what was the moment where you finally discovered that gift and you decided to step into service those are the four aspects that i would say are important to share mm. the first page in my book is actually life is um made of moments and one moment can change your life so i can totally relate to that um I have touched, we have touched a little bit on relationships. You're known as, you know, you would classify yourself as a super connector. What would you say are some really important elements to these building relationships and also connecting people? Because, you know, your net, net worth often relates to your network. So I want to inspire people to really go out there and build and establish and nurture and grow these relationships. You did touch a little bit on it through the Leaders Create Leaders conversation, but... Uh, uh, how, how would people go about that? Yeah, I think uh, really great question. I think the first thing is you attract who you are. You attract who you are. So what does that mean? I think it means as within, so without. I think it means really thinking about congruence in, in who you are internally so that you can attract what you want externally. And I think the first thing I would say to build relationships is you got to like completely ha uh, have death to your ego. And um, I, the moment I had ego death was the moment that like everything transformed for my relationships. And a lot of times you can do that in just different ways. For me, I had a, an unbelievable spiritual awakening um, that was like my ego death. Uh, and uh, working with uh, working working with 
uh, 5-MeO-DMT, which is, I don't recommend that for everyone. It was my journey. Um, but it, it like blew me open and I started to be, like really understand self-love at the deepest level. And therefore, because I, I finally loved myself and accepted myself so much and, and healed and forgave all the parts of me that had wounds from betrayal, from lies, from um, just pain, I was finally able to, at that point, really be ready to receive love. And I think that's how I've even attracted my queen, my, my, the love of my life, Ashley, was because I healed and loved myself. I got to a place of fully accepting and loving myself that I was able to now attract someone who can meet that frequency that loves herself so much that she doesn't need me, but she loves me. She accepts me. She chooses me. And I think that's the first thing is like self-love, acceptance of yourself, forgiveness of yourself, and ego death. Because now at that point, the next thing is you don't need anything from anyone else. And therefore, you drop expectation. And I think that's like that's the big thing is like when you can drop expectations from anyone and therefore you're building relationships simply to give not to expect anything in return, that's when you really, in my opinion, you get the best relationships. And therefore that's why, like for instance, like I, I've always thought about like, how can I bring value? If I meet someone, I'm like, how can I support you? Instead of like most people go into relationships thinking about what they can take rather than what they can give. And uh, I, I really think that our greatness is is what we give, not what we, ha not what we have, not what we take, but what we give. So. I think it's like, uh, you know, self-love, acceptance, forgiveness, death to ego, letting go of expectations and being fully of service and bringing value and giving to others because that's what's going to ultimately allow people to truly see you, respect you, and, um, and you build an authentic relationship from there. Uh, I, I also just think it's like creating a system. So outside of, of, the spiritual aspect and the self-love and, and having the, the mindset that like, Hey, I'm going to give without the expectation of anything in return. Therefore you can't lose. It's like, I'm going to give a hundred percent every time. If I'm with you, I'm going to give you a hundred percent of my presence. I'm going to give you a hundred percent of how I can connect you with someone valuable, how I can teach you something that's a strategy that's worked for me, how I can gift you a book or gift you a, 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 a something that will make your day better, be kind to you without any need on anything in return. That's when like you will get the most fulfillment. Outside of that, I think it is like creating a system that works for you. And uh, for me, it's been like, actually making a list of all the people I want to build relationships with, write them down. Who are the 10 people in this new year that you want to build relationships with? Write them down so you can manifest that. Why do you want to build relationships with them? Study them. What can you give to them? That's a value. How can you write? I love people who write me letters and they just like, I had someone recently write me this beautiful letter that wants to build a relationship with me. And they sent me this gift and it was just this cool you need gift it was it was a shirt that said leaders create leaders on it but it was backwards so in the letter they acknowledged and appreciated me and then the gift was like so now every time you do a live stream gerard you can wear this shirt and leaders create leaders will actually look the way it's supposed to you know what i mean i was like that's such a 
thoughtful gift. Like who would have thought to give me a leaders create leaders spelled backwards just so that when I live stream, people can see my logo. And it's just things like that. You know, um, Craig sent me his one shot book. Thank you, Craig. That was really thoughtful of you with a note. Um, it's just things like that, uh, that I think are really important. So write down the 10 people you want to build the relationships with. And then also I would say, write down or use, um, you know, use a VA, like I use a VA and we have, uh, she, she helps me within Google uh, to create a Google Drive and a Google Sheet with all of the contacts that you, all, that you actually have. A lot of times they're just like hundreds of people you meet. They go in your phone and you forget them. I would say organize your contacts and have your VA reach out to them and get their birthday, get their address, right? Get their what's new, like what's their LinkedIn profile, What's their new position and what company, what are they building and have that directory. So therefore you can actually put them in a category as like, whether they're your friend, whether they're in the media industry, whether they're a, an investor, whether they are a CEO, whether they're a coach. And now you have this, you have this ability to reach out to them and invite them into things, send them gifts on their birthday, reach out to them during the holidays, invite them onto your podcast, so on and so forth. So uh, like really organize and then build a system about reaching out during holidays, their birthday, invitations onto your show, invitations into your, into certain things that you can bring them into uh, is, is another thing that I would, that I would say. And most of all, as you guys have probably heard from me, it's being thoughtful and being of service and giving without expectation of anything in return. Yes, and and just uh, to add on to that, I totally agree with everything. And my biggest breakthrough in my life was 21 years of age, and I didn't even know what I was doing at the time, but it, it's transformational for me. I sponsored – I didn't have the finance to sponsor a basketball, a top league basketball club, um, but – I gave him 10 12-month memberships to raffle off. And one of the players' wives bought eight basketball tickets. I gifted those eight basketball tickets to a young family that I didn't know that just joined my gym. And he's been my mentor for the last 20 years. He was a high-level business person. He wow. invited me the next week to his corporate box at the football. I didn't even know any of this. He wow. sat me down and taught me how to invest in property, in the stock market. Uh, he helped me navigate through the global financial crisis, deal with all things but the gratitude and the generosity of giving eight basketball tickets it's a whole chapter again in my book about that that moment that gift that generosity is literally I, I couldn't pay it back in spades and when I I referenced that to him and he read that in my book he rang me he said look you just don't know what that meant to me about you th that you identified that and that made his day so why not move on to another important part and it's going to talk about your current mastermind before we get on to this third mountain of you I always say to people your business your wealth your success will grow to where you grow as a person how important is this investing in yourself to grow like you know I'm in multiple masterminds you're in multiple masterminds with these high level entrepreneurs at the moment I'm in yours um, how would how would how has that impacted you in your life yeah I would, and I love what you said. It's actually a quote that I tell a lot of my clients and I say, improve the leader, improve the business, improve the leader, improve the business. And just like your relationships are a direct reflection of who you are. It's the same with your business. Your business is a reflection of, is, the, is directly correlated to your level as a leader. 
If you're a level two leader, you bet your ass your business is a level two business. If you're a level 10 leader, you bet your ass that that business is going to be at a level 10. So really think about yourself right now. Really, if you're listening to this right now, where are you at on a scale from one to 10? Where are you at in your leadership? Be honest, right? Where is there room for improvement? And the thing that I learned to answer to what you're talking about is so valuable because here's the truth. The hustle gets you so far. Remember I talked about this earlier. It's like you can actually build a multi-million dollar business and empire from the hustle, but there's a ceiling that, that gets you there with just, just the hustle. Like you will hit a fucking ceiling and, and ultimately in order to rise to that next level of wealth and, and like a business that truly scales, it really comes down to leadership, relationships, the culture that you create. And uh, I've learned that the hard way because I had lone wolf syndrome. I don't know if you've ever had that, Craig, where it's like I got certain, certain far in life trying to do it all by myself. But the real success, when I got to building a $50 million company, sold to a billion dollar company, built my, on my third eight-figure company now, reaching millions of lives, it's because of people. It really is. It comes down to other people. And in order to, to have the right people around you, it takes leadership. Like you have to inspire them to be the best versions of themselves. And you have to help put them in the right position to win. You need to give them the right tools, encouragement, and equip them to, to truly be at the, the highest level that they can be to help to, to help you get to that goal. And I think that you got to invest in yourself in order for you to rise as a leader and in, in order to attract the right people, inspire the right people, equip the right people around you. Because I've, it's about building your team so that you can focus on your highest and best use of time so that you can focus on you being the visionary and you being the best that you are at, 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 at you know, really understanding what that vision is and that. And, and um, I stopped trying to do it all by myself. And I had, I realized I had to invest in myself. So I've spent probably 200 grand over the last two years um, in my personal development, going to workshops, investing into one-on-one -on -one coaches, um, invest. I'm right now in two masterminds and, and because just as much as I have my conscious leaders mastermind, which you're in Craig, I have to also receive at the capacity that I give. And if you're listening to this and you're a leader, remember you have to receive at the capacity that you give. We talked about giving just, just before, right? You have to also learn how to receive. And that's a hard thing when you're a leader. You're the one usually that's always giving, 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 giving. It's, it's just as important as much as you have that ethos that you also invest in yourself because you deserve to receive that coaching, that mentoring, that community that you may not have right now where you're not the only one at the top that's the high performer. You're actually around other high performers and you're learning about them. And maybe they are in different industries. Maybe there's some of you that are in the same industry, but it's like invaluable to have other leaders sharing what strategies are working for them. They're being vulnerable. A lot of times it's, it's, it's also just like getting support in where, where you're at personally. Like a lot of the leaders that are in the mastermind, it's like they're consistently having triple digit um, month over month growth, 3X growth month over month. Their business is thriving, but you know, maybe they're, they're like, their health is, is struggling or their, 
their love life is struck like they're like they're like shit like i'm you know i i don't have the 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 partner in my life that i know that i deserve and i i'm super successful financially and have a great business that's thriving and all of a sudden in these masterminds you start to like you know, depending on what you join, you, you one can elevate your business and become a better leader on how to build a team, how to have the right systems to scale. But on the other end, you start learning like what we teach in the conscious leader master, the H five, how do you, how do you master, have self mastery in your health in harmony, in your heart, in happiness, just as much as the hustle, the H five that we go into is, is health, hustle, harmony, heart, and happiness. And it's about becoming a master in all five pillar, five of these pillars in your life. So it's been invaluable for me to create balance and, and really master all of these different pillars in my own life. Mm. And just moving on, you mentioned it, so just touch on this uh, spiritual conscious leadership, and this is probably your third mountain. Um, you said you were spiritually bankrupt at the time, and now I would classify you as just vibrating at the highest level. Um, do you want to talk about that journey? Yeah, uh, I just... I think what at this point in my career, I really believe that business is a spiritual game. And I, I can't even believe I'm saying that. I, I you would never would have said that for the first, you know, 12 years of my career. Um, the first 10, 10, 12 years of my career, I was like, it's all, it's, it's all business. Like it's all like financials and, you know, profit and loss and uh, all things that really are important in business. Of course, it's, it's the five division of your business and optimizing your product and your sales and your operations and your marketing and all these things and people. And I realized like it, it, it's, it, yes, and it's, it really is a spiritual game. And I think that entrepreneurs are alchemists. That's what we are. And the moment that you become like a true alchemist in learning how to work with energy at the highest level, um, you are, you, you're just, you take your productivity, creativity, um, and, and just mastery over your time and your, and, and just the, the abundance that you create to the, just the highest levels. And for me, it's been unique because like, I grew up in a religious home and I never, you know, a lot of us, we, we end up thinking that, with there's certain things that are good and bad versus religion and and really like spirituality is 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 this unbelievable aspect of you that doesn't take anything away from your religion it's it's just like this huge ocean that you get to play in and like it allows you to get to know yourself at the deepest levels and i don't understand why we don't teach it in school it doesn't take anything away from you being religion whatever you believe in is your own beliefs but why not really teach to the to these to the youth who are you like what makes you you and what is your relationship with god what is your relationship with self what is your relationship with source and spirit and your soul and love and understanding how to how to work with these vibrations how to work with energy uh you know, like in our mastermind, we're going into things like human design and gene keys and understanding shadows and understanding your superpower and your gifts and your light. Uh, and it's just been, for me, it's been so cool because it's given me confidence in who I am at the highest level. I now know clearly what my, like who I am and, and why I'm 
like I can nurture my gifts and I can also have this new level of awareness as to why sometimes I'm a people pleaser and sometimes I'm a quick start. And I'm like aware in these parts of me and having that awareness has allowed me to play at the highest levels as a CEO, but also as a lover. Like the way that I am now with my girlfriend, Ashley, and how I'm able to show up in that relationship to support her and to not take things personally when she's upset and she's coming at me and I typically would take it personal and feel judged and feel unworthy and defend myself and get angry and react to her. Now I'm able to respond with love, with compassion, with affection. And that goes into me as a CEO with my team as well. I can respond to situations like COVID and, and look at it as opportunity and know how to maneuver these things that otherwise would have affected me in a negative way and in a, in a more powerful way. And I can, I can respond to my team and know how to empower them. I can respond to my relationship with Ashley and empower her. And um, it's hard to quantify the impact it's made on me. And it's been one of which that I'm 100% devoted to this lifestyle, meaning every morning it is a non-negotiable that I meditate. It is a non-negotiable that I meditate for 20 minutes a day. It's like going to the gym. If I don't work meditation into my routine and ritual every day, like I'm a different person. I notice things go wrong. I react a little bit more. I'm just a little off. So I'm just way more of a samurai every day when I meditate every day. And then I also, every year I'm devoted to going on a deep retreat whether it's in the jungles of Peru, Costa Rica, and have fun. It's awesome. I explore the world. I work with different shamans. I work with different spiritual teachers. Um, I, I, I'm just devoted to this. I think this, it, it becomes a new lifestyle. You become addicted and, and, and like loving this lifestyle of transformation, knowing there's always new levels. There's always a new higher level that you can reach. We're never fully transformed or fully enlightened. Otherwise, we'd be Buddha, you know, just sitting there, just freaking, you know, and it's like, it's cool that every day, especially the world we live in now that's so fast paced, there's always things happening that are like going to challenge us. The more that you practice your, your spiritual practice, the more that you can like take really just like be this, I think of it as like a keto. It's like a martial artist. You know, I love martial arts and it's like you're able to not allow the external things to affect you internally. You're so rooted in who you are, like a tree, like the roots are so strong and then you become this master of energy. And I, every day I honor energy. I honor the wind in the air in my lungs. I honor the, the wind in the air as like ideas and allowing me to be a visionary and allowing me to be in flow. I honor fire and how I do that is I honor the sun. Think about the discipline. Every day the sun shows up. If only we can have the discipline as the sun does every day rising, either if it's going to be cloudy or not, rainy or not, the sun is still there. We may not see it, but every day it's keeping us alive on earth. Right. And it's got this fire, this passion, this discipline. So I, I honor it. Then earth, the ground, the soil on our feet. Think about it. How can I every day I honor it? I thank you. Thank you to, to the earth, mother earth. And I say, today, I'm going to be grounded. I'm going to remember where I came from. I'm going to remember how I'm rooted into this earth. And then water. I, I honor the water energy, which is powerful, poise, calm. 
It is adaptable. Think about it. If you're a CEO or an entrepreneur, you have to be able to adapt. And every day I master those energies. When do I need to have fire, passion, discipline? When do I need to be rooted, grounded? When do I need to be air and think about ideas and imagine and, and be imaginative and visionary and flow with flow? And then when do I need to be, uh, you know, water and, and adapt to situations and calm and poise or, and powerful? And that's it. Every day where these alchemists, they get to work with these energies. And then, and then with that, what can we create? We're these creators. You know, we all have God within us. And we are, have this ability to do what no other species is able to do, which is imagine things and then actually become these alchemists and bring them to life and invent and innovate and create and build and launch and scale. Mm, very well said. At the end of every episode, I always have a rapid fire uh, question section. So what's your favorite book? Wow, man. Oh, this is so hard. The Way of the Warrior. What about uh, the best bit of advice you've ever received? Money doesn't lead, it follows. Mm. Um, what about where do people find you? As in socials, your communities, like where do people, where, where's the best to find Gerard Adams? Yeah, I, I would say the best way to find me is, is to um, come to one of my events. You know, I mean, I'm on Instagram. Uh, I, you, know, you go to GerardAdams.com, you get on my newsletter, I write personal uh, notes through. And I would say, though, the number one way to connect with me, though, is, is to come to when the world opens back up, which it will come to one of my uh, mastermind events or workshops. That's where I can really see you, connect with you, uh, get to know you and serve. Mm. And just in wrapping up, so I, um, I have one last question. 2020 has been, um, you know, challenging for many people on many different levels, financially, business, relationships, uh, all sorts of different things. We have been put into an uncertain situation and I always say if you can create certainty in an uncertain time, you'll be okay. How would you inspire somebody to make the most of their one shot in 2021 starts today? I would say go all in on you, all in on all in, as uh, one of my greatest friends used to always say to me, uh, Brandon Collinsworth, go all in on all in, burn the boats. 2020 has been such a powerful transformational year of awakening for all of us. There's, oh, there's been so much that we've shed. And I would say, let that shit go. Let go what no longer serves you. Leave that shit in 2020 and step into this new version of you in 2021 that is attached to your highest self, the person that you've been becoming, the person that you were born to be. And know that every single one of us is born a leader. Yes, leadership is a skill, but you were born a leader. You were born to lead. The, and God needs us all to lead right now. The world needs you. The humanity needs you. Needs your story. Needs your vision. Needs your you know, you as a, as an example. So I would say bet on yourself. That was the best investment that I've ever made was betting on Gerard Adams, going all in on my personal brand, going all in on my story, going all in on my message and my mission in life. It's the, it's the one thing that you can bet on that you have control over. Think about it. You can invest in real estate and startups and, and, and other things. And a lot of times we don't have control over that. COVID proved that. 
We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but there's one thing that you can bet on that you have control over every day. It's you, how you wake up, how you show up. So bet on you, invest in you. This is your year. And six months of focus on you can literally set you up for the rest of your life, the rest of your life. And the worst thing you can do is be in the same spot today as you are from a year from today. So bet on yourself, invest in you, make the shifts that you need to make in your mind, in your body, in your soul, and do the thing that's hard, do the thing that's uncomfortable, do the thing that's uncertain, do it now, don't wait another day, don't wait till tomorrow, do it today, take action today, because the hardest thing that we all face is starting. Lou Tao said, a journey of a thousand miles starts with a single step. So take that step today, every day, make that, take the next step forward and don't look back. Know that everything that's happened to you has happened for you. And this is the, this is going to be your year. And I know that there's a lot of millionaires and billionaires listening to this right now, and I'm betting on you guys. So bet on yourself because when you don't, you're literally being disrespectful to not only you, but all the other people that believe in you like Craig. So mm. go get it. <laughs> thanks for that Gerard and I really want to take the time just quickly to wrap this up and want to thank you for jumping on the One Shop Movement podcast you are certainly an inspiration to many people around the world I love what you do I love uh, being involved in your mastermind and thanks for taking the time absolutely Craig I'll see you uh, on the inside and I appreciate being here One Shop Movement let's go well, I hope you got a lot of value out of today's episode with Gerard. He is truly a leader who is inspiring and creating leaders all around the world with what he does. So much value to take out of the episode. He's, um, you know, we're talking about storytelling. We're talking about connections and building relationships and inspiring you to be the best version of yourself, which was truly an empowering conversation. If you haven't got a copy of my book, you've got one shot, head across to my website, craigschultz.com. There's all sorts of different resources on there, amazing content, blog content. Uh, there's a lot of free resources like my work-life vision book that you can do. Um, and if you like this episode, please share it with your community, with your friends on social. Give us feedback because it's really important to get highly amazing leaders like Gerard on the show. So the feedback would be much appreciated at the end of every episode always say you've got one shot at life go out there and give it your best shot whatever that is for you live life with passion and purpose my name's craig schultz and i'm the host of the one shot movement podcast